Yeah. I should have just recorded from there. That was good. This cold open sucks. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, well. Let's just go ahead and do it. Do we, do we want to do a mystery, uh, not a mystery, a uh, reader's theater of uh, go ahead. creating it? Go ahead. Madison, uh-huh. if Becky Hammond is the new coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, what should the headline be? Um, I'm going to go with Give Me That Becky. You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast no? Network. Any takers? <laughs> oh, man. This is going on the pod. Good. Oh, good. Give it to us, Becky. Uh-huh. 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 Or whatever. But what's the other one? I don't one? think that can go on the pod. Becky with the good hair. Um, Get that Becky with the good hair. Was that from Beyonce? Yes. Oh, okay. It was about uh, cheating. So that, yeah, that goes well. Hashtag lemonade. <laughs> mm, lemonade. Everybody, welcome to the OKC82 podcast. Um, obviously, you all know the news, so we don't really need to announce it. But um, just a quick little housekeeping note. Um we were going to have, we still have player exit interviews to look forward to. And obviously Billy Donovan will not be a part of that as he is the, or him and the Oklahoma city thunder have now mutually parted ways. And that's what this episode is about, but we still have all that to look forward to. I was going to plan on having some exit interview podcasts of our own for Madison, Ryan, Chisholm, Jerry, everybody that's really been on the podcast to just kind of take in this entire season because it lasted almost an entire year. But we all kind of needed a week or so to get accustomed to no basketball, at least in Oklahoma City anymore, kind of take a week or so to relax, because even though we're not covering the team in person like we normally do, um, it's still an ass-kicking to do the playoffs. And then when this season has now ended three times in the same year takes a lot out of you. So I just wanted everybody involved with the podcast to uh, just enjoy themselves for a little bit, but sometimes duty calls and it goes against your, um, your planning. And that's what the Oklahoma city thunder do with my life. They, they don't care if I'm on the highway. They don't care if I have made plans. They don't care if I'm going to sleep and it's two o'clock in the morning on July 5th and they have Paul George and Russell Westbrook on their team. They don't care. They will do things at any time that they do. So, um, yes, let's get right into it. Brady Trantham here with Ryan Chapman sitting right next to me in, hello, my, hello. in my apartment. We've been doing something all day long uh, for the station, and we decided to enjoy ourselves at Vanessa House to watch the Heat take care of the Bucks, going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Congratulations. And then we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden we get this news, so then we realize, okay, we've got a Sam Presti press conference to look forward to, and now we've got a podcast, of course, after the press conference. So it ended up being a much later evening than we anticipated. But to add to the fun, Madison Morris is also here via the Zoom machine. Madison, what's up? What is up? I'm glad I could be here via the Zoom machine. Because like you guys, I did not see this coming, and I was actually in the middle uh, of recording another podcast, and I saw Brady calling me, and I was like, nah, I'll answer in a minute. And then, yeah, get immediately off that podcast, see the email, and I'm like, Ooh. So yeah, Wait, here I you am. were podcasting and didn't know the entire time? No, I knew. So I, the news broke like right before we got on the podcast, and I was almost thinking like, I can't even like podcast about this right now, because like, this is the biggest Woj bomb of all time. But then I was like, okay, well, I kind of have to because it's one, my job, and two, it's a lot to talk about. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just glad I could be a part of it. Can I just issue a correction? Yes. This is the second biggest Woj bomb of all time, right behind, can we cuss? Is this the one we can cuss on? Oh, yeah. Fuck you. That's yeah. the biggest Woj bomb <laughs> of all time. Oh, I thought, it, I thought Woj broke the Clint Capella trade. Thought you were gonna like. I'm an Atlanta no. Hawks fan, by the way. I know they're not. They haven't played in <gasps> the, the, some time now. The Atlanta Hawks. Have you a, remember them, kids? They have an interesting existence of being in the National Basketball Association, but not actually being in the NBA. They're the so. NBA by proxy. That's what the eight teams that didn't go to the bubble are basically known as. They're Correct. NBA by proxy. I kind of forgot about all those teams. To be totally honest. I did too. So did everybody else. So did their fans. Uh, Madison, I'll just go ahead and you kind of already touched on it, just your raw reaction. Now, we've been asked about this question. I mean, going back to the lockdown, Madison, when we're doing our weekly call-ins on the station um, and we have obviously no sports to talk about and we've kind of 
regrouped and recovered after about a week or so of getting used to quarantine and there being no sports on whatsoever to talk about. So what questions do we get asked as Thunder Insiders on the franchise? And one of them being uh, Billy Donovan's future. And, um, you know, basically what I would say, and I know you were probably in the same boat as well, listening to your Collins, Madison, but um, we were basically on the, in the same boat of, it makes a lot of sense, Billy Donovan being back with this team. He's been a successful coach. He's the winning percentage is there. The um, he is perfect for the organization in that they're all of one mind. Uh, they understand each other. Sam Presti, Billy Donovan, the front office. Uh, the players seem to enjoy playing for Billy Donovan. This team, in particular, with a lot of the young talent, seems to be taking from away from Billy Donovan a lot. So if you're going to build upon this with young players, you kind of want to keep that consistency. So the ball was always in Billy Donovan's court. And then even talking to Sam Presti and those handful of press conferences he did with us, Madison, during the uh, lockdown before the bubble, Sam basically reiterated that. Like, I would love to have Billy Donovan back. We'll have that conversation at the end of the season, whenever that is. But um, we would love to have it back. So it was just basically, if Billy wants to come back, and rebuild with the Oklahoma City Thunder with their young players. If he wants to do that, then Billy Donovan will be the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And now we get a few hours ago the press release that they've mutually agreed to part ways. And Presti's, I think, quote was, they couldn't give Billy Donovan the exact clarity for the, the franchise's future um, that Billy Donovan wanted at this stage in his career. So... Um, and I'll go ahead and mention this and I'll let you talk Madison, but there's just so much we have to get out there before we give our takes. But, um, I, I will say none of us on this podcast before, during, or after this episode ever toyed with the notion that Chris Paul would likely be a part of the Oklahoma city thunder for year two. If he was, it was going to be not for long this season, the thunder, if you put a true serum in them at the beginning of the year, when it started, they would have told you, yes, we want to be successful. I don't think they foresaw them being this good. They happened to be pretty darn good early on after they started five and 18 or whatever. And then they kind of saw the luxury of, well, let's let Chris Paul teach these young guys. Let's let these young guys play in meaningful minutes, meaningful basketball. And that's the way it went. Chris Paul is not a part of the future of this team. Danilo Gallinari is not a part of the future of this, of this team. Dennis Schroeder is not a part of the future of this team. And maybe even Steven Adams. So basically, Madison, I think what, it basically, what basically happened is Billy doesn't want to be on a rebuilding team. He doesn't want to be on a team that's going to lose a lot of games. And I think it's as simple as that. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you because I, I guess if, I'm telling you guys my raw reaction to it. I, in a sense, kind of had a feeling that it would happen because we all know that his contract was expiring, that everything was up for grabs. Like Brady said, Sam Presti has been talking about this for a while now saying, oh, you know, obviously we're going to have that conversation with Billy when the time comes. Right now we're focused on basketball and winning games and uh, just going into the bubble, yada, yada. Okay, got that. But now all of this is over. So I really do think that that looming question on everyone's mind was, what is Billy going to do? Is he going to want to stay? Are they going to be able to keep this group together and run it back? And I think majority would say no. Like that really wasn't in the works for the Thunder because now they they have to make a choice. Like, are they really going to commit to the whole rebuild or are they going to actually try to push this team to be something that I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't think they're capable of being. And so, yeah, I kind of get it in a sense that Billy would maybe want to move on to more of a win now mentality, like a team that would be ready to push forward, whether that be in the NBA or if he goes back to college, which is somewhere that he was very successful. So, you know, I, I get it in a sense, of course, like me covering the team, like I was disappointed because I think Billy's very personable. I think he's extremely kind hearted. I think that he shows a lot of respect to the people that he talks to and if you look at the past half a decade that he's been here, he's done some pretty remarkable things. He has brought guys together. He's put together complete teams. And yes, they've had injuries. They've had guys leave. They haven't been able to get out of the first round. Like the list goes on. But in retrospect, I think that he did a great job uh, just really paving the path for this organization to be successful down the road. So, I mean, Sam Presti said it himself on the conference call. Uh, this franchise they've only seen two coaches in the span of 12 years and both Scott Brooks and Billy Donovan did some pretty phenomenal things to 
just give Oklahoma City a name, give them a reputation in the NBA. And I think that is enough said right there. So, yeah, in a sense, I'm not totally shocked about this. Of course, I'm disappointed to see a great leader in Billy Donovan leave, and I really am eager to see what the Thunder can do to replace him and to carry on uh, what they're going to do. But, I mean, I think that this is just the first stepping stone to this team looking completely different next season. So everybody just buckle up because I really think it's going to be a crazy ride. Yeah, um, you're right. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting just because, I mean, I toyed with the notion that Billy didn't want to be a part of that rebuild. Like I knew a rebuild was coming. I, we Nobody was, if you had the romantic idea of run it back with Chris Paul and maybe get Danilo Gallinari to stay, or if you have to sign and trade him, replace him with somebody, some other veteran, it just wasn't going to happen because it's just not feasible for the future of this team. But Ryan, I'll, I'll bring you in on this one, but having said all that, I'm still a little shocked and maybe it's maybe a little bit as personal and that kind of what Madison was talking about. This is the first NBA coach that I've covered and Billy has been incredibly helpful to me. I mean, I, I feel like I ask good questions most of the time, but there are times where I ask stupid ass questions and I know it the fucking minute it's coming out of my mouth. I, um, but even then Billy is like, he's willing to, um, kind of, he's willing to kind of ride with you and help you out. He can take you aside and help explain things further. But um, I'm still, I'm still shocked that, you know, the next time we watch the Oklahoma city thunder play, it's going to be under a different head coach. I mean, I guess there's the shell shock in that because like Madison talked about this franchise has been stability, stability, stability at the head coaching position. But if you thought Billy Donovan was going to be the head coach of this team next season, why would they have not got an extension done during the shutdown like that's always kind of what I felt that it was very apparent that Billy might be back but he's not a hundred percent down with the rebuild and that he would need some assurances because to me yes I understand the process of while the season's going on you've got too much crap to worry about to you know sit down and hammer out an extension you can always do that at the end of the year but right when everything shut down, I feel like that could have been, in the way this franchise kind of operates, that would have been the, hey, we're not playing basketball right now, but we signed Billy to a three-year extension. Here's a little bit of good news to latch on to until we figure out if we're going to carry on and play some basketball. So um, on, on one hand, yes, I'm shocked just because it finally happened, like you said, Brady, but I feel like anyone who just assumed that Billy Don was going to be back next year wasn't reading the tea leaves it just doesn't make a lot of sense while in that huge downtime they would not have hammered out an extension if billy 100 percent wanted to be back so it, it kind of sounds like they had some conversations about what what lays ahead the next season and uh this was a big hit to the run it back crowd it seems i know that that's been running around <laughs> twitter but uh um like th this team was not going to run it back based on what they could get chris paul is old chris paul's old dennis Schroeder <laughs> had a career year um, Danilo Gallinari is old. Yeah, Danilo Steven, Adam, old. Steven, Steven Adams is an expiring contract. Like they, they weren't going to run it back. Who is virtually unplayable in some match in most matchups in the postseason. So yes. So um, from that point of view, I guess maybe me coming on in January, I, I have a different perspective of you two because I've seen Billy help me along and help me through things and and be willing to sit down and answer a terrible question and, and work through it to try and give me a quote, him knowing that I need that for my story or things like that. So I appreciate that and, and things like that, but maybe that's where me coming on and helping you guys out in January I, I kind of differs a little bit because that was right when the in the midst of the good times for this team and, and when they had really turned the corner. So for me, it just made a lot of sense that, hey, either when things shut down, you're going to extend him or he's probably not going to be a part of this team next year because there's no reason not to. Like, I feel like, like you guys said, everyone knew the score coming into this year and maybe that changed a little bit with how well they were playing, but this was never going to be a, a two, three-year core with Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari. And this is a very different situation than what Billy Donovan signed up for five years ago. Five years ago, he comes in, you have a one-year audition to keep Kevin Durant and it's very obvious that there were, there were a lot of things lined up in that offseason, the alleged Al Horford acquisition, things like that. Um, it's a very different situation than what Billy Donovan signed up for at the beginning of his contract. And to be fair to Billy, this isn't a dude that's just a young up-and-coming coach looking for a shot. Like He's done it at the highest level in college. He came into the pros and in his first year took a team that uh, no one thought had any business to, to the Western Conference Finals, and he's dealt with, frankly, shitty rosters since then. So 
Um, you know, for Billy, this is his last chance, I feel like, to try and contend and win in the NBA if he wants to. Yeah, and actually, let's get on that, Ryan, that you just touched on, because that was going to be the next centerpiece as to, like, well, other than Billy Donovan maybe not wanting to coach SGA, Darius Baisley, um, Lou Dort, all these young guys and the potential guys that they're going to add. Because uh, even if you're a Thunder fan, if you're the type of Thunder fan who played with the thoughts of run it back, you're probably now going into, well, why would Billy leave? Like, Because what if SGA, Darius, and all those young guys take leaps and whoever they add is still fairly good and this team doesn't bottom out into a lottery team? It's like, okay, well, if that's the case, think about Billy's time here at Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. The first year, like you said, Ryan, trying to get, you know, you're trying to win a championship. Billy Donovan signed on to coach the Oklahoma City Thunder to win not just one, but if Kevin Durant stays, multiple championships throughout his five-year contract, then, of course, hopefully more so afterwards. Um, so to have a gigantic splash in the NBA, Kevin Durant leaves. It then becomes the Russell Westbrook show. Russell Westbrook wins the MVP. Cool. Well, that helps attract a guy like Carmelo Anthony. Um, it helps facilitate the trade for Paul George. And then you have that core moving forward. And then two years later, Paul George is gone. Russell Westbrook is gone. So Billy is, I mean, this was always kind of a sticking point with him going into each season, except for one, Madison, where we'd ask him questions about, you're going into the season with a new roster. And I, I just, I'm really curious if that just, that's just not what he wants. Because you're already seeing his name kind of thrown around for potentially Philly. And we'll get into that rabbit hole in a second. But just think about what Philly offers. Philly offers an established team with stars already on their roster, role guys already on their roster. They're, they're prepared to win now. And if there's actually mutual interest between Billy Donovan and Philly, um, it makes a lot of sense. And it kind of furthers home the point of Billy just maybe was just kind of over the tumultuous roster change here in Oklahoma City and just not knowing the future. I mean, possibly just because I remember when this season was about to start and then we first um, received access to Billy Donovan and basically every single question centered around all right, so how are you feeling about this new roster? How are you feeling about new faces? How are you feeling about the fact that Russell Westbrook's gone? You guys don't have a star. You have Chris Paul now, but he's old and kind of a walking injury, like all this stuff. And I Are you going like to play every, small ball? Right, yeah. And I feel like every single answer that Billy gave was, oh, well, you know, we have, we have Steven and he's a veteran and, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Andre. He's a vet. I think he was getting very sick and tired of, all of this, I, I don't know, hate on the roster and hate on the organization because I don't, I agree with what you said. I don't think he wanted to be in the talks of this whole team that's going to tank. He would always talk very highly. And I mean, I get it. Like that's, I mean, a coach is going to do that. They're going to talk about, you know, the highs of their team instead of the lows. They're going to talk about what obviously PR wants them to talk about and all of that. But I feel like Billy Donovan, he was very real about, making sure that we understand this is not, you know, necessarily just a tanking nobody team. Don't count them out. They're going to do great things. And I think he did everything in his power to make the Thunder into a relevant team this season. I mean, look what they did. I know everyone keeps talking about it because Chris Paul, he was really big at talking about this not that long ago when they were still competing in the bubble. But I mean, everybody gave the Thunder zero, like legit zero chance to make the playoffs and to go far in this NBA season and look at what they did. So I think Billy did everything in his power to make sure that this whole talk of, oh, it's a rebuild season. Like they're going to suck. They're not going to do much of anything. He was like, no, 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 not on my watch. They're not. So I really think that Billy Donovan had such a big and vital part in the Thunder excelling this year because he's not going to be a part of something like that. And if that was something that was really in the talks for him, that may have just been, you know, pulling the plug out and saying, okay, like yeah. maybe I'm not going to do this. So like Brady, you bring up a great point with the whole Philly position. And then obviously Woj tweeted out something about how the Chicago Bulls were looking at him now. And I'm like, that's probably not going to happen because the Bulls, God help them. Sorry, Chisholm Holland. But they're, yeah, they're obviously in a worse position even. Well, I mean, who, who knows with what the Thunder are going to do whenever the offseason does begin. So, right. I mean, you can, you, can have, you can debate one way or another who has a better or a shorter return to prominence, the, the Bulls or the Thunder. But, you know, that's a different story. But uh, 
did you want to finish something? I kind of cut in. That's my bad. No, no, no. You're so good. That was really all I was going to say. It's just that I think Billy Donovan has the mindset of a win now. Like, I think yeah. that – and that's not a bad thing. You know, that's just a coach. That's what he does. That's what he had in college. He was a great college coach, moved to the NBA, and it just – not that it wasn't working for him, but I think he's ready to move on, explore his options to increase his coaching career because he has the potential to do it. He just needs the franchise to back him up. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Chris Paul was at an earlier stage in his career, 31, you know, I could see a scenario where Sam's like, no, you got a few more good years of Chris Paul, um, run it back. But that's not where we're at. So I will say this. I don't know, like the Thunder, if they did have Billy Donovan back and talking to Sam Presti tonight, guys, I don't know if y'all agreed with this, but Sam really seemed like he wanted Billy back. In my opinion, it would have been fine if they had kept Billy. It would have made sense. I feel like there would be the consistency there that would help spur along some of the communication. But uh, somebody asked a question earlier in the press conference of like, does it, I think it was actually Barry Trammell of does it actually matter who's coaching? And I kind of understand what Barry is talking about there. It's not the surface level. I mean, it's a player's league. Who cares who's coaching? They don't listen to a coach anyway. You have to obviously have a guy that is able to communicate to his players and to hopefully be on the same page with his players. At the same time, Billy wasn't going to raise the ceiling, in my opinion. I think we'd seen enough um, of Billy Donovan in five years that he wasn't going to raise the ceiling of a team. Um, he had had his successes in the postseason. He had had a lot of uh, disappointments in the postseason, regular season, what have you. He, he is a winning NBA coach, and that is something to be said because there are a lot of coaches that have coached in this league that cannot do it, yet they still continuously get opportunity after opportunity. Billy Donovan's going to have, we've already touched on it, a few good opportunities played before him because he is a winning coach. But if the Thunder want to try and get somewhere else, I, I kind of see this as an opportunity for them to potentially, and we'll get into this later, Ryan, potentially raise their ceiling. And I, I'm just curious, and Radisson, I want your take too. I mean, does Billy leaving set up the stage for the Thunder to potentially raise their ceiling? Because I think we've seen enough out of Billy in five years. Well, I think that either way, we're going to quickly learn. This is a question I had coming out of the Rocket series. Billy's insistence on playing a true center, I feel like, hurt the Thunder. We will now know if that was a Billy Donovan thing or if that's a Sam Presti organizational thing of basically saying, this is how the roster is constructed. This is how you play the team. Um, as far as being able to upgrade, yes, I think this is an opportunity. You could. But again, it's that situation of... Um, you know, crazy OU fans that always wanted Bob Stoops fired. You go to the question of, what? okay, Bob Stoops is gone now. Who, who can you for sure go get that you know is going to be better for this team? And th that list is pretty small in the NBA, I feel like, just because, like you said, he's a winning coach in the NBA. Those are hard to come by. That being said, I, like, I think it absolutely matters who's coaching this team because, and guys, sorry to just lay this on you, but this is a theory I've been cooking up about – tanking in the NBA and how it works and how it doesn't work. If you look at the Miami Heat, for instance, Brady's Miami Heat just punched their ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals. They did not ever enter a true tank because I think a large part of that is Eric Spolstra is too good of a coach for that to happen. And that set them up to be in a position to go acquire Jimmy Butler, a piece to, to put them over the top. And it took them no time. Well, real quick, Ryan, I will cut it because I know Thunder fans are probably screaming at, at their podcast right now because Miami always has the advantage of being in Miami. Oklahoma City doesn't have that. So right. some French, some cities can have that opinion and you can say what you want, laugh out loud about heat culture, but it does exist and players do recognize it. And if you just simply put yourself in a position where you just don't suck and you've got some pieces around you and you've got South Beach, you know, in front of you, you can attract a guy like Jimmy Butler. And he even said that he's like, I just wanted to go to Miami. I wanted to go be myself. It, nothing, there no back channel crap about it. It's like, I just want to go to Miami. So they have that advantage Oklahoma City doesn't. Well, but the Lakers last season, having the same advantage as Miami, added LeBron James and went nowhere. So what I'm saying is the Lakers had a culture of being awful and no real structure like the Heat did. The Heat were in one season able to make that leap. The Lakers, it took them another year, an, another year of gutting the roster, and another big market team, Philadelphia, they are still wandering out in 
a field trying to figure out how to win games in the playoffs and how to be a winning franchise. So I think that Billy Donovan, like it's one of those, be careful what you wish for. They can raise the ceiling, but he provides a lot in the fact that I think he would be able to not only um, keep alive those, you know, lessons learned from Chris Paul and what could have been imparted on these players, things like that. But I think he's a guy that would have kept a culture intact where the Thunder would only ever have been a piece or two away and be able to immediately turn the page and be winning again, put themselves in the conversation. So I, I know it's kind of a cop-out, Brady, to say, yes, they, they could get better, but I don't think that's a sure thing. And I think for a rebuilding franchise, there's a lot of value to maintaining a winning culture while you're bringing the youngsters along, which I feel like Billy Donovan would have for sure done. Well, real quick before you go, Madison, I'll just add that um, I think that's what I'm kind of meaning. Like, you're, you're right. You're right. Like, Billy Donovan does keep them potentially at a level where they could, at their if they develop their players, they can be one or two pieces away from really contending. But I would argue that the Thunder assume, because they have you know, confidence in themselves as an organization, that they'll be there. It's just once they get to that position, is Billy Donovan good enough to help raise the level of your championship contending team? And we've only seen, in his defense, we've only seen Billy in uh, one situation where he was in, on a championship contending team outright. Like, no one would debate the 2016-17 team. And they had the champs down 3-1. So... Um, it really wasn't his fault. Clay Thompson just got hot. But Madison, um, I mean, do you see this as a position for the Oklahoma City Thunder to kind of take? Like, yeah, like, let's look back on the good times. But, you know, like, we've seen enough out of Billy. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm still, like, kind of gathering my thoughts. Again, we're talking about championships here. I'm not talking about just having success in the NBA because that's what Billy right. Alvin is. He is a su- successful coach. I'm talking about championships, and this is a few years down the road, but this is what the Thunder view themselves as. They view themselves as a, as a Spurs-type organization. And if that's how you view yourself, you've got to look at yourself through the lens of, does this player or coach help us, help us raise the ceiling for a championship? And I think yeah. Billy just um, – he had chances to help raise the ceiling with some of those Russell Westbrook-Paul George teams, and unfortunately it just didn't happen. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think I've been around enough Thunder fans for the past couple of years covering this team that I have come to the conclusion that, yeah, I think this entire fan base, they're very much so ready to see some change because, like you said, they've had opportunity after opportunity. They had a fantastic team a couple of years ago and could not do anything with it. They had a pretty decent team last season, could not do anything with it. They had a lot of assets back in 2016 could not do anything with it. It's just, I think Thunder fans are frustrated. And so I get it. I mean, if I was a diehard Thunder fan, I'd probably be super frustrated as well because there's just so much potential there. And then it just gets like cut off at the very end. And it's just like gut wrenching if you're really into this team. So I get it. I think that you make a good point with, it is time for some change. And I mean, Sam Presti even said it in the presser tonight, that nothing ever really surprises him in the NBA and things are changing all the time. So I think that this is kind of a shocking change to people, but at the same time, it's not. I mean, moves have to be made for progress to be made as well. So right now for the Thunder, they are really looking to make progress. They're looking to win championships. They're looking to build a great team legacy within the NBA. This league is so dominated by, dare I say it, the larger market teams and just the legacy that they've left behind and that comes from coaches it comes from players and so i think the, the thunder they have cemented a pretty good i don't want to call it like a legacy but they've cemented a pretty good reputation out there right now with guys like russell westbrook kevin durant and i mean even a couple of years paul george was here just different guys have come through this organization and they've left their mark okay Now it's time for a new coach to come in and leave his mark or her mark or whoever it's going to be. And so it's just, there's so many question marks up in the air right now. And I think the biggest thing for this Thunder team is that it's going to be hopefully a refreshing change for them because Billy, yes, great, great leader, great guy. I think he really did have that drive to win and be successful, but it just didn't necessarily work out for them. And that's part of the business, whether we like it or not, whether a guy is nice or not, 
the NBA is all business. Like they're going to have to eventually move on and make something happen. So yeah, Billy Donovan leaving. I mean, he did what he could in what, like five years that he was here. It's, it is what it is. So yeah, I mean, obviously I think that change is necessary. It might take a little bit to really start to see that change. The next couple of seasons might be dismal. They might not be, but I mean, if you're a Thunder fan, you have to be excited about the future. Now, one more thing before we pivot to the next little topic, and then we'll get out of here, guys. Um, I will say, just having talked to Billy Donovan um, for the last three, three and a half years, a lot of the had a bunch of opportunities to basically just kind of shoot the shit with him off and on uh, during the season. He's a little bit more talkative than um, you know some players that have won MVPs in this city, but. Um, I will say I'll be at this point, I'll be fairly shocked if Billy wants to go back to college because I know Billy Donovan is still highly regarded. I mean, he's a highly regarded basketball coach and we've already highlighted why he's won at a um, high success rate with the thunder in the NBA. Uh, But he won two national championships at Florida um, has recruited about half the league um, because a good portion of the league are either Kentucky Wildcats, Duke Blue Devils, or Florida Gators under Billy Donovan. And there was always kind of the running joke amongst all the media folks whenever we talked to Billy about a, a new young player. Um, so, hey, did, Billy, did you recruit this guy? And Billy would always have like a recruiting story about Nerlens Noel or Shea Gittles Alexander, or he even had kind of a recruiting story about Kobe when he passed away. I think Eric Horn asked, so did you recruit Kobe? And Billy was like, well, we kind of understood he was going straight to the NBA, but a call was made. Um, so Billy, after talking to him a handful of times, I don't think he'll go back to college just because recruiting is a grind that is for a young person. And I think Billy, with all the success he's had in the NBA, I'd, fair to say he'll probably stay. So with that, let us go right into the fun topic, guys. Where should the Thunder go next? <sighs> Man. Um, I'll throw out some easy ones right off the bat, Madison. Um, the Thunder, like we've always said, they think highly of themselves as a, as a developmental organization. So it would not be shocking if they just decided to hire from within with a guy like Mark Dagnall, who was once their uh, G League head coach, their summer league head coach, and just this season was promoted to full-time Thunder NBA assistant. Um, has been a big part of the development of a lot of the young players on the team. And in the past, um, the organization thinks highly of him. So that's something that I'm sure would not excite a lot of people. Mark Dagnall is a good coach. It makes sense with the young core, but there is that. Um, And then there are, of course, some fun names that are outside of the organization that we can get into. Madison, you already kind of alluded to one at the beginning of the show. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and name some retreads. We have a few categories here. Basically, guys that have had jobs before that are currently unemployed. A guy like Mark Jackson, um, any of the Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy, I am personally akin to Stan Van Gundy. He used to coach the Miami Heat. I, if Stan Van Gundy comes to Oklahoma City... I'll be so happy. I will be the happy... Yeah, I, Brady and I would just be two peas in a pod. <laughs> yeah. I think you got a guy like Brett Brown who just um, got let go from the Sixers. Jacques Vaughn. Um, please no Dave Yeager and then of course you can go back to college just go up the road in Kansas Bill Self um, Jawan Howard at Michigan even though I think he just mentioned that he's firmly entrenched at Michigan his alma mater um, current assistants uh, Wes Unsell Jr. from Denver um, even a guy like M.A. Udoko from Philly he's a guy who's highly thought of across the league I mean th- there's a lot of names you can go around uh, but Madison, I'll give you the first go. If you are Sam Presti, who are you calling up first? And what are you going to say? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I think if I, if I were Sam Presti, and I don't even know if this is something that they would do. I don't even know if it's something I would do. But I like what you said to start the conversation about hiring within. Because I think the best thing that people can do in – a league like the NBA is to look at uh, pretty much just what they have around them and guys that or guys or gals that know the team kind of know the whole process of Thunder basketball. They know the atmosphere, they know the organization, they know the city, they know the fan base, because 
I loved what Sam Presti had to say kind of towards the end of his presser tonight, which was it, it's going to be someone that has a passion for Oklahoma City, not just a passion for basketball and the Thunder franchise, but a passion for the city, a passion for the state, someone who is willing to step up and serve Oklahoma because I mean, it's, it's kind of an obvious thing. There's not a lot of professional teams in Oklahoma. So the NBA, they have a very high stage here because Thunder basketball is really what defines Oklahoma City. And so I think it's going to have to be someone who just is familiar with the organization, is willing to take uh, the necessary responsibilities to lead the Thunder. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, that's just something that I personally think that they will do. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to hire from within and that's their first thing that they're going to try to do. But I think it makes sense if they want to look at guys who, even if they're not there right now, but have been through the Thunder organization. But I also, I love the idea, guys. I said this at the beginning of the podcast. I'm just going to reiterate it. I love the idea of the Thunder making history and possibly bringing someone like Becky Hammond here because- that's my girl. She is a goat among goats. She is a goddess among women. Like I love her. I'm starstruck by her all the time just because I think she sets such an incredible example for younger women and women all over, even older women who have aspirations of being a head coach or being a very prominent figure in the athletic world. And that's Becky Hammond. So I just think that that, she's really effing good at her job too. Like she's highly thought of, like she does not get, she doesn't get that job as a token woman on a spur staff. Like Popovich (laughs) hires people that he trusts. And so if Popovich likes her and I've, I've had an opportunity to talk to a few people around her. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like she, she knows her stuff and she's experienced enough as an assistant um, I'll go ahead and say, like, if I had the choice, that would be kind of cool. Like, I have my own little top three list in my head right now. Becky Hammond is certainly on that list. But, Ryan, I'll let you go before we uh, dig a little bit further in some of these names, tear some of them down, and then go to the uh, Twitter mentions. Yeah, and I think the other thing with Becky, too, is so when you talk about hiring from within, I think the gold standard right now in basketball, just hiring from within, would be what? Spolstra and Nurse? Yeah. I don't see any members of the Thunder staff as those guys. Dagnall's just not ex- – I don't know if he's experienced enough. Because yeah. like, like, like we said, he's been a G League guy, been with the Blue, the Summer League team. Um, he, so he understands the development side of the job, but he's only had one year on the sideline for an NBA squad full-time. Um, he did have that little stint when Monty Williams' wife passed away in 2016. So he has that experience as well, but – I just don't know if that's if he had been the assistant for the last three years, I would be like, yep, it's going to be him. Yeah. So I, I feel like Becky Hammond's almost the default hire from within, even though she's with the Spurs organization, just because of what we know about how the Thunder view themselves and how they're modeled after the Spurs to a certain extent. So I feel like if we're hi- talking about hire from within, Becky is the choice there. I'm really interested in. Dave Yeager, just because I don't know if he's a good coach or not. He's been with two just all-time dysfunctional franchises and seemed to get more out of the teams than we thought, but it's ultimately like he he's not a winning coach in the NBA. He, you know told, I mean? he told a shooter not to shoot, and that was Buddy Heald, and the, and the Kings lost a game against the Warriors because of it, so nah. Uh-uh. It, it's just... It's just interesting because when you look at the list, like, I mean, there's not a ton of people that jump out at you mainly because, well, retreads are retreads for a reason. Um, it, like, if you're going to the college ranks, I really, really would call Juan Howard again. I know he just reiterated, hey, I'm good here, but I feel like the Thunder is probably a better job than anything he probably would have been linked to because, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he was seriously linked with Philly. Um, at least I didn't see that. So he's a guy that spent some time in the Heat organization. Um, obviously after what they've done in this playoffs and what they might do going forward, the heat would be a popular franchise to model yourself after. If you're saying that we're going to form a franchise, it's a bastardization of the heat and the Spurs. You're probably going to have a franchise that wins a shit ton of basketball games. So I think that would just be attractive just from that standpoint of he's working with college players now having success with it. So, you know, he can work with young players and help develop them, but also uh, on the other side, the NBA side worked in the heat org has that respect. So I think that would be attractive from that point of view. I'll say Mark Jackson will not be hired by the Oklahoma city thunder. Um, I don't know if Mark Jackson will ever get another job coaching in the NBA ever. 
Um, he has, a, I mean, he, he's pretty good at his current job. So I, I like Mark Jackson where he is. I, I don't, the Thunder aren't going to go there. Uh, the Van Gundys, like the Thunder, it's really hard to describe. Like the, because the word I want to use is kind of vulgar and I really don't want to use it because it paints a, a different picture. But the Thunder, obviously they model themselves after the Spurs, like we've said a zillion times. But they also see themselves as building their own history because they obviously have to keep all the Seattle records and numbers and all that stuff. But they like to see themselves only as the Oklahoma City Thunder that began in 2008. So they want to create their own history. And a part of that creating their own history is not borrowing from someone else who has a past in the NBA prior to 2008. And so what I mean by that is as much as a Stan Van Gunny would be fine or awesome for me personally – and Stan Van Gunny's a good NBA head coach. He transcends the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, he is a, his own personality. Like, he brings a lot to the table that is Stan Van Gundy. So, I just don't know if the Thunder are wanting to go that direction because they've really never gone that direction. That's why the Paul George and Mello trades, when they happened, guys, were so shocking. It was like, wow, this franchise never does something like that. That's what other teams try to do, not this franchise. They like to develop from within and thunder culture and get their guy and um that's why a college coach with no nba experience makes a lot of sense to me that's why a spurs assistant like becky hammond makes a lot of sense to me that's why hiring from within makes a lot of sense to me so um i know a lot of names that are getting thrown out there you can kind of cross them off their off the list if 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 what i'm saying is correct but i will say if it's some coach um, for, with former experience that's out there that is currently unemployed and has no ties to the Thunder whatsoever or the Spurs. I would say Kenny Atkinson. I liked Kenny Atkinson as a head coach. Um, he turned Brooklyn into a competitor even when they were bad before they, well before they got Kyrie and Katie. Um, he took them to the playoffs when they had D'Angelo Russell. And the biggest thing about them, about him guys, is the Nets had an identity. They were a three-point shooting barrage team. They came every night to compete, and I love teams that have an identity. This Thunder team this year had an identity. They were not taking nights off. They did all the little things right, and they were clutch. So I put a lot of stock into a team um, that has an identity, and Atkinson clearly has experience coaching and developing young players as an assistant and then as a coach of the Brooklyn Nets for those few years. So that's my outside-of-the-box pick, if any of us had any more. I can dig it. I can dig it. I don't really have any more off the top of my head because I'm still like not as like an emotional person right now, but like comprehending all of this because I I kind of expected this would be the time that we started to hear some major moves being made in the NBA. And then of course, Oklahoma city had to just kick it off and get rid of the coach. Oh, I know. Presti kind of mentioned that as well. It's like, it's, it's really hard to put a timetable down to hire somebody else because they don't even know when the season's going to start. Uh, the NBA already announced that free agency and the draft are going to be pushed back. It's still kind of tentatively scheduled for some point in October, but because they don't know what the world's going to look like after the, the bubble season ends or if they'll have to bubble again, they have no idea. So it's really hard to kind of guess when all these transactions can start taking place because they don't really understand what the rules are. But um, let, let's highlight the fans and the listeners, Mr. Chapman. Um, because we actually got quite a bit of reaction on the Twitter machine about who the fans are wanting. For sure. You put this tweet out here, um, coaches you'd like to see on the short list. And I feel like we have to start with this uh, Twitter account at Sam Presti. Okay. Um, relevant, maybe uh, Mark Dagonal. So staying inside the box, inside the franchise, we've had many people drop in with Becky Hammond so I feel like a lot of people are on the same wavelength. Let's get us. some Twitter names out there because we've also had somebody like call for Eddie Radosovich, our very own Eddie Radosovich at 107.7 <laughs> the franchise. Yes, Michael Voss. He said at Eddie Rado has my vote. Eddie has deemed his vote counts as two. So a little bit of voter fraud there. Maybe a mail-in ballot voter in person <laughs> situation going on with Michael Voss. We'll have to check the rolls on that. But yeah, Ryan Steelman, Becky Hammond. Um, we had Murray Evans. He said... Not necessarily hoping for him, but Bill Self would be an intriguing candidate. I've never understood the Bill Self and the NBA allure. I he, just he coaches NBA players, so he at least it's kind of like the Billy Donovan thing. But Billy had like an identity with his offenses. 
Bill Self has just gone all in on the one and done, but you can at least kind of tell yourself, well, he knows how to communicate to that level of player, and that, that is part of the gig. Well, I just don't see the Thunder going after someone who can't win at the highest level again. I mean, yeah, he's basically, he is the Bob Stoops of college basketball. All right. Moving forward, Dude the Obscure said, I'd like to see Jacques Vaughn get some consideration. I would like to not see him get consideration. He just got the – I think he's the highest paid assistant coach in the league. Now, obviously, if he got an NBA gig, I'm sure he'd take it. But the Nets have made it pretty apparent that they want him to stay for at least this following season with Katie and Kyrie and all that circus. He also has a terrible, terrible all-time record as a head coach in the league. Yep. So one of, one of those guys that uh, may be better suited as an assistant and not the lead guy. Will Ryan said Tyron Lue. Here's the thing with Tyron Lue. I just don't feel like he is looking to he's, – he's, he's not looking to rebuild. Yeah, he's biding his time waiting to jump onto a contender. He's in a good spot as an assistant. Like I feel like an assistant as the Clippers and being the first name in every conversation is a better job than – guiding anyone through a rebuild sorry yeah, um, this yeah, is one yeah this is one that might uh make Stephen a smith's head explode jonathan mitchell said my dream coach nick carlson Duh! that'd be my dream hey i mean the thunder the thunder have nick collison in like some type of capacity and i've never been able to pin down this might have gone on over my head i've never been able to pin down if it's like a front office thing or an assistant coaching thing or a head coaching thing at some point in the future. Um, I mean, I don't know, because Nazi Muhammad, who used to play for the Thunder and, of course, played for the Spurs and a lot of other teams in his career, he is currently working in a front office position with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, so I, I don't know what it is with Nick. Now, there is precedent. Former NBA players have gotten NBA jobs with no coaching. I mean, Steve Nash just did. But so let's say Steve Nash but, is our next uh, suggestion by Patrick Jones. Yeah, he coaches Brooklyn now. But there is a stigma against bigs being coaches, even though Nick, I mean, Nick Collison's a power forward, but power forward slash center. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what capacity Nick Collison still works for the Thunder. But um, and it's another thing that really wouldn't shock me. I mean, he's hired from within he's a part of the organization he understands the community and all those things and he'd be down to like for his first gig to like rebuild because you can't really say no to a job that you should probably not otherwise get anywhere else right. other than oklahoma city so i mean that <laughs> wouldn't shock it would be shocking but once i thought about it it wouldn't shock me do, do you think the reaction of the fan base because it's nick carlson he is an interesting place in thunder history more likely to burn down the peak or celebrate at the peak because for me i'd be wanting to bring out the pitchforks if Nick Collison was the person to secede Billy Donovan here. I think that if Nick Collison got this job, that it would be just kind of a charade to be totally honest. And I really, I'm sorry if that upsets anybody, but <laughs> I, I think that Nick Collison, he was very well liked here in Oklahoma city. He was very well respected by the organization and by the fan base, but I don't think that he is super qualified to take this job. Not that he won't be one day, but just right now, I don't think it would be the right time. So it would almost look like Oklahoma City was putting on a charade. And I think that it would lose a lot of professionalism. But who am I to make that judgment? I'm a nobody. I'm just saying I don't think that would be the right move for right now. How much privilege do you think would go into that higher Madison? Uh, <laughs> okay, moving along here. Solon Spitzer said Chauncey Billups, another former player there. Hayden Hackworth agrees with you, Brady, at Kenny Atkinson. Chauncey Billups is intriguing because I think he just announced or made clear to his agent or his people that he is now looking for a head coaching position. So I saw guard, that. guard that has some experience in this area and that he played college ball at Colorado. So he played in the big 12. Um, other than that, there's no tie to the thunder, obviously, but Hey, I mean, Chauncey Billups is uh, it, Jerry Ramsey would be happy. For sure, for sure. Benjamin Wilson also said Kenny Atkinson to Mark Jackson's in the form of Nikisha Horsey, an elderly provocateur. Oh, no, sorry. Ap apologies. Lance Osborne was the Mark Jackson. Elderly provocateur, provocateuring, said Antonio Daniels should take the helm. I'm sure that would make a lot of Thunder fans happy. Blake said Dave Yeager. Philip Boone, Becky Hammond yet again. So Becky is a very popular choice, as well as Dagano as um, Co Cohyson butchered that. And uh, yeah, we've got another Becky Hammond in the mentions there. So that kind of runs the gamut of uh, 
what Thunder fans feel. Um, there's just, I feel like outside of Becky Hammond, there's not a lot of coaches that are going to um, inspire the masses immediately right after being hired. They could turn out to be great decisions two, three, four years in, but there's just not a ton of uh, people right now. It's an awkward spot of we're waiting for that next young crop of coaches to come in. And you've got just the the list of retreads is growing larger and larger and larger. And I don't think any of those are really going to inspire anyone. I don't think any of them are super sexy to people right now. In the words of Jerry Ramsey and Brady Trantham, they're just not very sexy. Well, I mean, that was really awkward. Like, come on, don't, don't leave me hanging. That's how we're going to end this one. Madison just made it so inappropriate. Madison no. talking about our physical appearance yet again. Gosh. No, no, I'm seriously just saying that I think the Thunder are in a weird position, What you guys said, reiterating it. They're in a weird position that any kind of hire, it might – someone – I think it was um, Olivia Punchall today or tonight after this news broke. She said uh, – from Daily Thunder, she said that it would not shock – her or a lot of people if they hired someone that no one even really knew much about and so it just it wouldn't be sexy it wouldn't be exciting it wouldn't you know capture a lot of headlines but it could end up being something good for them so I always say it but buckle up because it's gonna be fun click it or ticket friends heat and seven who y'all got uh I'll take your heat we're looking at a Clippers heat finals who, who would you rather see, Brady, as a who, Heat fan? Who the won, Lakers or the Clippers? Who won tonight? The Lakers? I don't know. Oh, we, I we, had to, we had to ascend to your loft where the televisions are. Yeah, they're up, they're up 10, 105, 95 right now with a minute to go. Yeah, they're going to go up 2-1. Um, the Clippers scare me more because of their potential, but the Lakers have LeBron. But hopefully the Heat just get past Boston first because it would be great to see this Heat team in the finals because whew, they are fun. They are good. They are deep. Their guys perform uh, everything you want out of a basketball team. Indeed, indeed. I don't know. It, it's that weird thing of like my heart tells me the Clippers are a better team just looking at the roster. They just look at the Lakers, and, and it's similar to what the Thunder did this season, just on a, on a larger scale. They just win games. So I, I don't know. But we should be in store for a fun close to a very, very wild season regardless. Fair enough. Uh Madison, thank you for joining us on the Zoom. Of course. Thank you for um, allowing me to join you on the Zoom. Of course. This is half your podcast. Um, yeah, we'll uh, keep you guys all posted about OKC82 exit interview podcasts. And then, of course, the exit interviews for the players. Whenever that's announced, we'll let you guys know. And we'll have a bunch of information and podcasts out after that. And then... Who knows after that? Because we don't know when free agency, the draft, and all that crap's going to start. But um, yeah, Madison, thank you very much. Ryan Chapman, thank you once again. As always, thank you for letting me crash. Of course. And uh, everybody, thank you so, so much for listening to OKC82 as always. Um, until next time, everybody. Uh, talk to you later. And uh, drink a cold one for Billy Donovan because Sam Presti and Billy, I guess they had two cheap cold beers. But... Everyone enjoy themselves, be safe, and uh, stay sexy, just like Madison Morris wants you to.